Good morning. morning. We'll use this here in just a second. I might be the only chapel speaker that decides to bring uh, human body parts up here to help me with my talk. All right, so I appreciate Josh. Thank you for uh, allowing me the opportunity to, to come speak this morning. Uh, when, when asking him what I need to talk about, he said, well, it's completely up to you. And I said, well, I knew you in college. How about I tell some stories about you? He said, well, let's, let's go to a different direction. So I said, okay, fair. Um, he said, he informed me that the, uh, the, the theme for chapel, uh, this year is, is wonder. And he said, how about you talk about the wonder of the human body? Since I'm the, the chair of the exercise sports science department and a physical therapist. And I felt an excitement in my chest. I said, man, oh, that's going to be, oh, yes, let's do that. So this morning, my, my goal is to, is to just provide you with a few examples of the wonder of the human body. Uh, I've been studying the human body for almost 25 years now, dating back to my days in high school. And I've been a PT for, for about 13 years, and I've got two doctoral degrees, and it's all about the human body. And I very well could have more questions about the human body now than when I began. Um, when, I was in, when I was in physical therapy school, both in my, my first and my second doctorate, we have the opportunity to dissect cadavers. And, these are, and some of you probably think that's, that's kind of gross and disgusting. And it is, it is a little intimidating at first when you finally pull the body out of the tank and you think, wow, this is... This is a this is a human. Um, as as we're going through there in, in, in dissecting the human body, the entire time I'm thinking, my goodness, we were not made by accident. And I'll never forget the lecture that they talked to us about what's called the phrenic nerve. Now, the phrenic nerve um, is a nerve that, that comes from the, the, the roots of C3, C4, and C5. And this nerve comes all the way down and attaches to your diaphragm. This nerve is literally responsible for allowing the diaphragm to move up and down to allow you to breathe. And in, in the, the, the saying is C3, C4, C5 keep you alive. That's how I've remembered it. And I thought, wow, it's no, it's no bigger than a kite string. It's not wrapped in Kevlar, so therefore if it, you know, it doesn't break any time we get hit. I thought, this is, this is it. They're, they're, flashing lights are not coming off of this thing. To say, hey, look, this is the phrenic nerve. This is incredibly important to you. And I think, man, that's, that's incredible. One little nerve, just, that, just like that. If it gets cut, you're, that's it, you're done. No questions asked. So in Genesis, God, create, uh, God created the universe and everything in it. And there's evidence all around us of God's creativity and ingenuity. The sun, the stars... The vastness of our Milky Way galaxy, the ocean. I mean, you can point to millions and millions of things to say, wow, look how creative God is. Look how great and omnipotent our God is. But today I want to speak to you a little bit about just the wonder of the human body. And Genesis states that we're all made in God's image, yet each one of us is individually unique. So I, I decided to, I, I kind of mixed some of these up, but I decided to look up a few facts that, that may be out of my area as a physical therapist to share with you guys about the human body. Now, some of this is are things that I deal with on a daily basis. So the largest bone in the human body is the femur. That's our thigh bone. ESS students, there's no quiz at the end of this, so rest assured. Okay. So the largest bone in the human body is the femur. It can support up to 30 times the weight of a person's body. 
yet it weighs no more than just a few ounces. So ounce for ounce, that's stronger than steel. Now, this is kind of cool. At the, top of our, at the top of our femur, and I'm a visual learner and a visual teacher, so this it made sense to bring this thing with me. But at the very top of the femur, we have what's called the femoral neck. And this femoral neck leads to the femoral head. And on the other side of the femoral head is our, is our socket called the acetabulum, which makes our, our hip joint. So this, that, this now makes this the coolest chapel talk ever. Get it? Hip? Cool? Okay. Right? But this is the cool part, right? Yeah, dad jokes about but this is the cool part. So this angle right here between the, fem- between the femur and the, and the neck is 125 degrees exactly. Because God created us so specifically that if it's less than 125 degrees, that's going to put a whole lot more shear force on the femoral neck, causing an increase in chances of a fracture. If it's more than 125 degrees, that's going to increase the amount of compression force that goes through our femoral head, increasing our chances of a total hip replacement at the age of 35. So 125 degrees exactly. God knew exactly what he was doing. Uh, In addition to the human body, God has definitely blessed us with some some wonderful minds and uh, amazing opportunities within the realm of medicine. One one such surgery that we learned about in, in physical therapy school, we have an entire class devoted to prosthetics and orthotics. Okay, like fake legs, fake arms, stuff like that, and also things that you can attach to your feet. And there's a surgery called a rotation plasty. Now listen up. This, is, I, this blew my mind the, the first time I ever heard this. A rotation plasty is a surgical procedure that is used to treat bone cancer near the knee. During this procedure, a surgeon removes the middle part of your leg, including the knee. They then reattach the lower shin, ankle, and foot to the remaining thigh bone. So essentially, if you've got bone cancer, what they'll do is they'll remove kind of the top part of the tibia here, the distal part of the femur. You you no longer have a knee. The lower leg is then rotated 180 degrees. So the remainder of your leg, they rotate that 180 degrees to the point where the foot is now turning backwards and they reattach it. And you think, now what in the world are they going to do with that? They can attach a prosthetic limb to that. And now when you plantar flex your foot, that acts as your new hamstring and you can now bend your knee. How fascinating is that? God designed us very specifically. In adult humans, 25% of your bones are located here in your foot. Messages from the human brain travel along nerves up to 200 miles per hour. That's 322 kilometers per hour for our, inter- our international friends here in the, in the audience. There are more bacteria in your mouth than there are people in the world. A human's little finger contributes over 50% of the hand's strength. The body can detect taste in 0.0015 seconds. This is faster than the blink of an eye. Our vocal cords, man, this is so cool. For those of you who are unaware of how our vocal cords work. So our vocal cords, they work because they are two muscles inside of your larynx that come together and they vibrate back and forth, creating your voice. 
And for those of you who think, well, sometimes I lose my voice. My granddad was an ear, nose, and throat physician. He said whenever you have the mucus that will, that will prevent those two muscles from going together, that's when, you, that's when you lose your voice. So he said when you begin to have your, vo- your voice go, he said saltwater gargles will help reduce some of that mucus, and all of a sudden the vibration starts to occur again. It's fascinating stuff. Every hour, a human sheds about 600,000 skin cells, or about a pound and a half every year. This is kind of gross. By the time a person is 70 years old, they will have lost about 105 pounds of skin. Not going to ask where that goes. Okay. Bringing medicine back into the conversation, they have this therapy technique called hippotherapy. Has nothing to do with hippos, by the way. Okay, hippo is Latin for horse. And some of you think, oh yeah, the horse therapy. Going through grad school, I, I remember them telling us that this, this horse therapy was really good for kids to ride a horse and it will help them with some of their motor or movement planning. My daughter, which is a whole different other chapel talk, if you'd like to know, my daughter had to go through hippotherapy when she was two years old. Most kids, whenever they learn to walk, they're about 12 months old, give or take a little bit. Uh, due to a, a, brain, uh, a, a brain malfunction, so my daughter had to go through hippotherapy. And at about two years old, we had to hold her hand as she would kind of slowly make her way across the living room. And I had heard of hippotherapy, and they said, we're going to start hippotherapy with her. I said, that's awesome, let's do it. And I knew it worked, but I wasn't quite sure to what extent. And what they do is they have a very calm, we'll call him a retired horse, and they put the child on the horse. And through modern science, it's pretty fascinating. They figured out that the horse's gait, which is how they walk, closely mimics a human. And they didn't do anything special. In fact, my daughter couldn't even sit up on the horse. So what they do is they have her ride bareback, and she's on her stomach basically giving a horse a huge hug. And all they do is walk around for about, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. And she got off the horse. Great. Nothing really changed. After two appointments, she was running across our living room without holding on to anybody. So within two appointments, my daughter figured out the horse did just enough to trigger the brain to say, look, oh, this is what we're doing. Oh, yeah, I got this. And there she takes out. She hasn't slowed down since. (laughs) It's awesome. It's incredible. So the wonder of the human body provides us clear evidence of how much love Our creator has for us. If our God didn't love us as much as he does, do you think he would have created us so specifically? Take newborn babies, for example. A mother has the ability to house these kids for nine months, to carry them for nine months, give birth, and to feed their child for the first year or two of their life. That's all they need. And as the baby begins to develop and begins to learn how to move... No one teaches them these things. Do you guys remember who taught you how to roll over? Me neither. I've got three kids. I never once taught any of them how to roll over or to walk or to run. And if you guys are ever around toddlers, I'd say somewhere around the age of of 12 months to 24 months. That's about a year or two when they're really beginning to learn how to walk. And if you think, I'm never around those kids, ask your church. They'd love to have uh, helpers in the nursery. I guarantee it. Okay. But if you ever watch them, what do they often do? They often bend down to pick up a toy, but they don't just simply bend down like we do. What do they do? They squat. 
And that's a, that's a motion that I am constantly asked to analyze as a physical therapist is, is squat mechanics for a lot of these, these athletes and various individuals. But if you look at the squat mechanics of a toddler, no one teaches them these things. It is pristine. Those are the best. You can't teach squat mechanics better than that. And they do it without even thinking. So I'd like to close today with Psalm 139, verses 13 through 16. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. So if you ever wonder, is our creator real? Does he, love, does he, truly, does he truly love me as much as the Bible says? I would, oh, all you got to do is look in the mirror. Because we were beautifully and fearfully and wonderfully made by our Creator. And I haven't even started to talk about DNA or genetics, the human genome. Oh my goodness, I, we'd be here all day. But I wanted to provide you with just a few examples of just how beautiful and complex our human body is. Because our Creator loves us that much to create a being such as us. Have a wonderful, blessed day. You're dismissed. Thanks.